0: Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
0: Hits. Should young children be taught about the dangers of gangland crime? Archbishop Dermot Farrell has warned that Dublin is in the midst of a crack cocaine epidemic and normalisation of drugs has become a major societal issue. It comes as frontline workers say there is a tsunami of the addictive drug use across the capital and in other parts of the country he's talking about cocaine obviously and during his first sunday advent homily archbishop farrell told parishioners that dublin is experiencing a plague of drugs which is raging out of control the daily news fills us he says find this on the wait sorry too much <laughs> My watch, it decides to tell me things in the middle of the show. I haven't figured out how to put it on silent, but there you go. The Daily News fills us with tales of oppression and poverty, and even in the midst of the pandemic, another epidemic. Uh, That of crack cocaine violence, that follows in its wake, he said. It's a societal issue, and societal issues require societal response. Um, The Dublin Archbishop added that the solution to the current drugs problem does not lie in stemming the flood of illegal drugs, dismantling the drug gangs, more effective policing and investment in historically historically disadvantaged areas. He says we all know drugs have been a scourge on our society. So today I want to bring up the conversation of speaking to kids about drugs and gangland crime. Uh, The only exposure they get to gangland crime is the news and watching Love Hate whatever it happens to be on television. Now, and I want to know if you think we need an, uh, to educate children about gangland crime from a young age. We recently saw a study that said children as young as 10 were invo- involved in drug dealing. Yes, 10. And and by the way, the dealers are quite clever. That's the reason they get the 10-year-olds to do it is because they know they can't get arrested or criminally charged because they're not criminally responsible. If we have children this young being involved, should we be teaching all children from maybe the age of 7 and 8 about the dangers of drugs, gangland crime, including the dangers of being killed. And the result, remember, of course, that if there's any children listening today, that there's only one end to, you know, getting involved in drugs. Only one end. And if you watch it in all the TV shows and all the movies, the person involved in the drugs always dies in the end. There's no other result. There's no happy ending. You don't end up in a villa somewhere, you know, with lots and lots of money living your life happy. That's not what happens. You'll be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. So, some people might think it's a crazy idea to even, you know, get down, go down that route and talk to children about drugs and they'd be, they're be kind of too young to hear about the grisly details of gangland crime. But how else are they supposed to, I suppose, nip it in the bud? Children may not understand exactly what they're getting involved in and may think it's an easy moneymaker. And they do. And I say children, even 13 and 14-year-olds think, you know, look at me, me older brother. He's driving a Maserati, you know, or a Lamborghini. And he doesn't even work. He sells a few drugs. You know, I want to know what you think as a parent. Would you want your child to learn about gangland crime in school? Maybe not even at seven or eight. Maybe when they start secondary school at 12 years of age. Would you like them to, you know, maybe have a class once every three or four weeks where somebody comes in, maybe a Garda comes in or somebody from the special detective unit or crime unit comes in or somebody from the drugs task force comes in and talks to the kids about gangland crime and the different characters involved and what happened to them and the amount of people that have been killed and the general and all these other people that have been involved in gangland crime throughout the years. The Killehens, the Hutches, the whole story, the proper story about what happens when you get involved in drugs and when your families are involved in drugs and how easy it is to lose all of your family through murder should we be talking about that to children and yeah frighten the life out of them you know and tell them that this is not what you want to get involved in the moment you start taking cocaine this is the rocky road you're going down so should would you be happy enough to you know if there was a consent form sent home to you that we want to talk to your children at 12 years of age maybe about drugs or even younger would you be happy to allow your children to be exposed to that kind of conversation let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. There are certain factors there, should I should say certain factions in this country and individuals in this country who would like to see all drugs legalised. Wouldn't be my cup of tea. Won't be happening while I'm living here. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 1-188-0008. 87 8 Would you like your children to be exposed to that kind of information about drugs at a young age? So would you be in favour of your children, young children, I don't know what age, maybe 10, 11, 12, uh, being taught all about gangland crime and how dangerous it is and about drugs and how dangerous they are. So if the kids come home to you tomorrow with a consent form, I know this is all a bit much for parents, isn't it, nowadays, because there are consent forms for everything. But consent form... And said, you know, teachers want to talk to us about it. They're bringing in a guard, and maybe they're bringing in, I don't know, somebody from the special drugs unit or something like that to talk to us. Uh, you know, about all the aspects of drug crime. Would you be okay with that? Uh, do you think it's a good idea? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 188 0008. Let me go to Martin. Martin, you're in Ireland's class of and I
2: will Merry Christmas to you.
0: Merry Christmas to you, Martin, and a happy new year. Yeah, I thought
2: i get that in before, you know, I might not be in <laughs> <them> again. <laughs>
0: It is a bit early, isn't it, for us to be going on like that? But hey, I know, right.
2: but I, I went I went round the shops today and there's tinsel and Christmas decorations. Yeah, it's nice to see. Way. Do you know but what?
0: I don't care that it's a bit early this year. I think it cheers people up and it puts a smile on people's face. That's what we I, need. I
2: know. I, I was beginning to think the same because it's yeah. been such a miserable, bloody year. Yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So getting back yeah. to, you know, I, look, this
0: is not a pretty subject. Unfortunately, cocaine... No. Uh, The use of cocaine has been, it's another pandemic, which is probably just as bad in this country, unfortunately, uh, with young people being inveigled into it at very young ages and the attraction of, I suppose, that lifestyle of, you know, the rich and famous. So, I mean, should should we be talking to kids about gangland crime and and what's involved in
2: it? I think so. I think the, the, the problem has got to such a stage where the discussion has to take place. And again, you've got this idea of consent uh you know leave it up to the parents whether they want the kids to be involved in this in the schooling but you know if it's 12 13 14 then yeah you know uh open the door on the debate in the, in the classroom get get them to understand that all the wonderful stuff they see on television and on Netflix or wherever you know is, is just really not um real life the the one good and thing I'd say about glamour nearly glamour and... almost
0: all of these T V shows, be they on RT or Netflix or whatever it was, the good thing about it is they all end up the same way. You know, the, the drug dealer gets killed. Yeah. You know, and, and people die. So that that's yeah. that's a good thing. We've never I don't think there's any show that glamorises it to the point of showing, you know, dealing in drugs is a good thing.
2: No, but there's a few one or two killers on Coronation Street that are still wandering at the mountain at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've become That's quite addicted to coronation it, street I mean, recently. I mean, the,
2: uh, what was his name and whatever has not had his, who uh, got buried in the woods. I mean, um, I forget. The, oh, the, yeah, the, there's, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah,
0: there's a guy buried in the woods.
2: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that
0: little red headed fella like, buried in my. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't yeah, remember yeah, his name. I mean,
2: he's, he's still. Been in it, <laughs> yeah. He is. I yeah, out of it. So, and his daughter
0: he, thinks he's still alive.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, but uh, it's what the, it's the glamour, uh, and and not only the glamour. I mean, society's got so lax with the idea of drug abuse that it, you know, and obviously the, the usual pundits trying to push the idea that you know marijuana and all the rest of the other drug culture is a, a grand thing, you know, mm. uh, and, and 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 all that is just washing. Through social media and make it and, and creating a sort of a very lax attitude towards drug addiction, which once it takes hold, uh, ruins lives.
0: Oh well, it doesn't. Yeah, it does ruin lives. It ruins whole, not like whole families. And like you
2: say, it, 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 then we've got the criminality on top of that, which again ruins more lives.
0: Yeah, I mean, when know? I when I see you know a lot of these murders that are happening, uh, particularly in Dublin over the last year or so, you see these young men you know who you know all have nicknames. And yeah. and they drive fancy cars and they have designer clothes and they're away on holidays constantly. And then they get shot, you know. Um, and yeah. people are kind of surprised. Some people are surprised. I'm not surprised.
2: But, but I think it's, I mean, attached to that, I just think it's the the, the sort of shameless, uh, um, outright, um, blatant, you know, couldn't care a monkey's for law and order. Mm. Attitude that these people have, they just, you know, if they think, oh, on a Monday I'll go out and pop him off. They don't care where they're doing it in front of a school or in front of a shopping centre. They're just going out there and bang, 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 you know, mess on the floor midday outside of whatever shopping precinct. I mean, it's just the blazing attitude of it that, that gives kids the idea that, you know, it's o- it's okay to have this Wild West approach to, to, to life in general.
0: Well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Jennifer as well. Jennifer, you're an Ireland's class of kids. Jennifer, you don't think the idea about talking about it in school would make a difference or would work?
2: I
3: don't like the idea of introducing the gangland element. While I don't, I don't have an issue with them, like the guards coming in and talking about, you know, the dangers of drugs, the path that it can lead to, but I think it's a bit too much and possibly taking away a little bit of kids' innocence to Mm. actually go down to gangland and tell them the stories of the people involved. I just don't know that that's necessary.
0: But isn't that all part of it? For some kids it's not the taking of the drugs, it's the attraction of the lifestyle and we can't avoid it because it's it's all over the internet, it's all over the news, it's all over Netflix, it's all over RTE, it's everywhere. The, you know, the, this attractive lifestyle of, you know, living in Marbella, driving a Lamborghini car and never having to work because you can sell drugs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe talking to them about what actually happens if, you know, you're involved in the, the Hutch-Kinnaghan feud or, or if you're involved in any of these feuds throughout the years between families who are dealing in drugs?
3: I think they could still get that message across but without actually getting into the names of the individuals involved Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know that schools would be on board for kind of the naming of the of the individuals either. Um, Now I do know somebody who um, you know has got into difficult circumstances through the through drugs through school, mm-hmm. and uh, I've actually reached out to three sitting TDs and to Tulsla. Um, so the Minister for Justice, the Minister for Children, the Minister for Education, and also Tulsla, and said that there is an environment going on in our secondary schools and what is your plan to address it and what is your drug policy? And not one of those TDs or Tulsa have responded to me. And 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 a little
0: bit bit more detail, without identifying anybody, Jennifer, obviously a little bit more detail. What is your major concern in the secondary schools that's going on? Uh, Obviously, it's drugs, eh? the availability of.
3: It's the availability of the drugs through the schooling system and what the kids are subject to at such a young age. I mean, we all send our kids off to school to be educated, not to be put in
2: these dangerous situations, yeah, and that was the can context can of can my email. So yes, go uh, ahead, quick, Martin. Quick, quickly. Yeah, this business of, you know, not telling kids names, of uh, gangland types of people. I mean, this are in history. to get the names of all the emperors of Rome who, who had the most wicked slavery and uh, gladiatorial sort of Competitions going on in their name we we learned about all the Ned Kellys in Australia who were outlaws. we learned about the American outlaws. We learn about these people, we learn about their names, we learn who they are, what they are what
0: mm. so we can put a face <laughs> to the name, so to speak and yeah yeah
2: uh, and, and then you know again it, that anchors the idea that Ned Kelly was perhaps wrong or right, or mm-hmm. you know um, some pirate in the Caribbean was you know. Uh, a private and uh, uh, So look, what you're saying is it people. makes it
0: more real when you start yeah. sh- identifying people and you're know, talking about this person was shot and the reason he was shot was because unfortunately yeah. he was involved with the wrong people who were dealing in drugs and, I, and yeah. I do get what Martin is saying Jennifer that it makes the whole story more real now I'm not talking mm-hmm. about defaming anybody obviously who's not yeah. involved in drugs mm-hmm. but, but people who are known criminals people who have died or have been murdered in this country and we can't deny the fact that we're living in a country now Ireland has changed you know, where people are getting shot on the streets on a weekly basis, it seems to be. And and the main reason for that is
3: drugs. I think, I think he makes a very valid point, to be honest with you, when you kind of go through history and, and that kind of stuff. I think that's a, a very valid point. Um, and, you know, I, I don't have an argument with that point. Um, I just, I don't know, you, you had mentioned like eight-year-olds, that kind of age. I think... Well, that's, that, that's too always young. mentioned
0: in this article. Now, maybe I thought yeah. that might be a bit young, all right? Maybe I, yeah. I was thinking more 12 agree, when you start yeah. secondary school.
3: I think secondary school, yeah, I'd be more open to the idea, but I definitely think kind of primary, that area is, is just...
2: Well, okay, I do think on, it's too young. Coming, coming back on that, though, the, the problem in society appears to be that the, these gangs are using kids of a low age.
4: Mm-hmm. Of course they are. To do yeah. their,
2: to do their yeah. mule work. And, and, you know, it's kids of 10. That are well, I know. I know. We,
0: look, we've seen the documentaries where they're using 10-year-olds to carry drugs uh, because and they and that, know the 10-year-olds can't be charged.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I suppose this is what they're trying to do, in one sense, is, is alert that particular age bracket that this is not the route to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see, it is, it is hard. Yeah. When you,
0: Martin, when you're living in a disadvantaged area, you know, with not much hope of good employment because there might be a high unemployment rate in the area, yeah. and you see Mick up the road, you know, who's driving yeah. around in a top-of-the-range BMW or Mercedes, and yeah. you know he's not working, and yeah. you know he's dealing drugs, and that's how he and he goes off to Marbella, and he has a nice house somewhere else outside the estate. Yeah. And,
2: so, and you're looking
0: yeah. at the lifestyle, and it, it's attractive, isn't it?
2: It is. I mean, we had the same problem in, in, in the, the 1930s and, and what have you in New York with the gangs of New York, you know, mm. and they've still got that today within certain, you know, enclaves of, uh, you know, mm. uh, ra- racial enclaves where, where communities in the projects, you know, are struggling. And,
0: yeah, I, and I sorry, I, and just to interject, I want to come to Katie in a second as well. But Jennifer, in relation to the concerns you have about the availability of drugs in, in the schools, uh, obviously you're aware of, of certain schools that have availability. What age mm-hmm. groups? What age groups are you talking about, and what are they, what are they being offered?
3: Um, well, so uh, I, I don't know the drug necessarily in particular, but I, I, I believe it to be cocaine. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I would imagine. So that seems that. to be the
0: most common one around at the moment.
1: Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. So I mean. I've heard it through both students and teachers alike and different schools, not the same school all the time, no. but different schools mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, like we, a friend of ours is a teacher and he said the same thing, that the culture has completely changed. My husband met a former teacher of his as well and, and he said, you know, the same the same thing. So it's obviously clearly a problem around the country in certain schools. And I just—I was very disappointed that the TDs didn't even have the respect to respond. You know, this is okay. This so you you sent a letter or. to
0: TDs, Department of Education, Department of Justice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you have yes. you received any response from any department?
3: No, I've acknowledged. disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, very disappointing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe you know we could get back to that again for you on your behalf, Jennifer, because I think it's a very interesting point. Mm. And let me just get to Katie as well. Katie, you're in Ireland's class. Of kids. How are you doing, Katie?
4: I haven't spoken to you in a long, 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 long time. It's lovely I,
0: to talk to you. Katie, listen, uh, go I, ahead. I,
4: I think the educators in our society are missing a trick uh, as far as the sixth class students are concerned. I think what happens is the sixth, year, the sixth class kids are sent off to secondary school um, not, I don't believe, being told what their potential is. I think they're just sort of educated up to their teeth and then off you go, first year, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, like, I'm going back a long time now, but in my sixth class, you weren't told um, your worth. You weren't told that you could do or be anything. You were just literally educated and sent off to secondary, and then you plod through your secondary, and, and then out you go into the big, wide world. Mm-hmm. And rather than than, you know, educating them about all the bad that's in the world, why not? give them the boost in sixth class of you know what good is out there and the choices you make determine the type of person you're going to be and yes educate them about you know the the negative side of things but you don't have to do name chapter and verse you know I mean their kids are a lot cleverer than than we give them credit and I think if you've got good parents you know guiding you as well that that's a huge help because some children unfortunately fall in under that umbrella of, you know, nobody at home, latchkey kids, they're going in to an empty house, whether it be because mum and dad are not in the picture or they're just working every hour, God sends, trying to make ends meet. And I I know my two, from sixth class on, they were told, you know, the world is your oyster, just be the best version of you you can be. And thank God, Niall, the both of them, my daughter's a nurse in London and my son is a Mm -hmm. uh, qualified carpenter. And it's hard work and, and putting their heads down and learning, but also giving them a chance to just breathe and say, you know what, it's up to you what you want to be and what you want to do is up to you.
0: you don't but but, to but, but do, you, do you like the idea of talking to children more about things that are not pretty, I suppose? You know, gangland crime, drugs, no, the I, dangers I think, of that lifestyle?
4: I think what they should be doing in sixth class and they don't do Sixth it class, somebody. so prime,
0: you're saying primary school?
4: Primary school, what I think they should be doing in sixth class is give, giving the kids an insight into... In an age-appropriate
0: way, obviously.
4: In an age-appropriate way, the, you know, the do's and don'ts, the road you can't go down are the road you can't go down, and I think also that they can educate sixth class kids by bringing in past pupils who maybe have made, you know, the right choices and, and, and mm-hmm. showing them that, look, this is Peter this is and this is Carol, for what's a better word? Yeah, you know, one is it. One has gone on, and she's doing this. And Peter's got his own business, or whatever. I think kids in sixth class, their their minds are so open to to whatever. You I think away.
0: particularly in in disadvantaged areas where yeah, some kids absolutely. feel that there's no hope for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, Jennifer, that wouldn't be such a bad idea. You know, even you know, at the end of primary school and the last year of primary school. You know, talking to older kids who've done well, got their own business, been successful, because you will find, Jennifer, in disadvantaged areas or areas, you know, that are notorious for drug dealing or unemployment, that some kids lose hope at a very young age.
3: Yeah, I think sixth class, as you said, in an age appropriate manner, I think would be OK, because there's mm. obviously a drastic difference between going from a primary school where you've got one teacher in one class to going to a far bigger school in a completely different with environment. With adults, so. with older
0: adults in the school, yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and they're obviously, they're more vulnerable because they are the youngest going in. So, yeah, maybe sixth class would be a better option, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And I, it doesn't
4: have to be, Nile, it doesn't have to be cutthroat, like, you know, names, places, dates, crimes, uh, you know, what they have and haven't done. As I say, kids are a lot cuter and wiser now than they ever were in my day I mean I hadn't got a clue and I'm slightly older than you uh, Niall, And I mean I went to secondary school and I I thought I was gorgeous and I went in with a lovely pair of tights on me and within two hours the tights had been ripped off me in the toilet by oh, the girls oh. you know what I mean Like, yeah. and they were telling me this is the way and you're part of our crew and I was great at art and in order to not get myself beaten up when we had art class were you not street
0: wise Katie?
4: I was, I was born and bred in a streetwise area, but Jesus, I hadn't a clue now. I really hadn't got a clue. And I, I had to draw in our class five or six drawings for girls. If we were doing still life and it was a daffodil, I'd have to draw five daffodils so I could get out of school. <laughs> we get I mean, they were the good old days. No, really.
0: Ah, can... so you'd do it all again in a heartbeat if you could. Listen, I'm running out of time. Katie, thank you very much indeed, Jennifer, as well. Katie believes that we should do it in primary school. Appreciate um, uh, your opinions, Katie. And also Jennifer believes that, well, okay, primary school might be okay, but in an age-appropriate way. Jennifer's also concerned about the amount of drugs that are available in school, and she's already written to TDs, Department of Justice, and she's written to many other people as well, but very little response, unfortunately, which is very... Uh, deeply upsetting and and I'd have to say I'm I'm going to get back to Jennifer on that again I think Ashton's going to sort out something there we're going to go back and find out why she didn't get a response and maybe we can get some of those politicians on the air to give us some response as to why nothing has been done if drugs actually are indeed available in schools and I've no doubt they are There are secondary schools around the country where drugs are available. Uh, Continue this conversation after the break as well. By the way, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The numbers 087-188-008. Would you be okay with the idea of talking to young children in school about the dangers of gangland crime and drugs? Mary, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How you doing, Mary? Hi,
1: Niall.
0: Okay, now, Mary, the dealers, you reckon they're using the children? And, of course, I think we've seen that in some of the documentaries. Of course, they're using these children, I suppose, because they're not going to get charged.
1: That's it. And, like, I think that they should introduce in an age-appropriate manner from a younger age than sixth class, kind of even down as far, like if the kids that are being doomed drug runs are as young as 10 upwards. Mm-hmm. So by sixth class, I've always maintained that when children are in primary school, they're big fish in a little bowl. When they go to secondary school, they're small fish in a very big bowl. Yeah. So sometimes you need to teach them and even just introduce the idea of what happens or you know, I don't know how you would actually do it in an age-appropriate way, but there is ways to do it. No, I, so, I get what you're
0: saying, because when they're in sixth class, every kid in the school is younger than them. And yes. all of a sudden, they go from that to go to a secondary school where everyone is older than and some of the them. Kids so th- it's adult conversations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So some of the children in secondary school are 17, 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. They've beards, they've tattoos, they, they look cars. like they're... You, you know, <laughs> they're driving to school. So, like... You, it's not that we're trying to take away their innocence. What we're trying to do is preserve so that they don't end up in a situation where, okay, age and the likes of area doesn't condone drugs because drugs don't know whether you're from a poor area or a rich area. It just happens to be a higher statistic in... Uh, a lower well, the, well these family. children
0: you know in disadvantaged areas are certainly more vulnerable and 100% and absolutely and and these drug dealers will take advantage of those children quicker than they would exactly. a, you know a child child malachite no for in
1: saying, example to me there's no point in saying well uh you know parents will back them up parents will teach them on home ed- education it's a well known fact that a lot of the children who are in these situations or who are acting in these situations they come from a generation of that kind of behavior you know so it doesn't make any difference they see what they see they're not stupid. Children are not stupid. They just need to be educated.
0: Okay, so you, would, you wouldn't be adverse to the idea of maybe talking to them in an age-appropriate manner no, at a younger age mind. in primary school and, and yes. talking about, I suppose, you know, what's happening in the world, so to speak. I mean, look, we do talk to kids about history. We've talked to kids in, at a young age about World War II and stuff like that and yeah. things that have happened in the world in a very age-appropriate manner. We don't go into the, the gory details of how people get shot, etc. But we, we talk about those things and drug crime could be part of that. they have access
1: to the the internet from very young of course age, they do. So if you yep. think that they're not seeing it from the age of 10 upwards, unless you've got an app on your phone that's restricting what your children are see- seeing, it's happening. So like, don't. I mean, well, look, there are children
0: house. all over the country at night on their tablets, you know, watching Narcos on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, so they're t- they're they're listening to you know talking about Mexican drug dealers and all these kind of things. They they know about all this kind of stuff. By they the time know. We, we 13. just
1: have to put it in a way to them or teach them in a way. Not everybody out there wants. A situation to where they're going to introduce, you know, legalizing drugs stuff like not, that. That's never going to happen. I'll just leave Ireland. Never going to happen.
0: Well, what they, well, they want when I say legalise, they want to decriminalize all drugs. No,
1: no, I, that I should just, never happen. Well, there, never, are people, there are people,
0: happen. politicians in this country, we're pushing for that, and I no. just think that's going to be what the rock will perish on.
1: No, I mean that, that and everything else that's going on in this country. I think that we need to kind of bring back into ourselves the focus of family and children and teach them hmm You know, does, does it concern
0: them? you that our previous caller, Jennifer, was saying that in secondary schools, that she's, from what she's aware, uh, and not just one secondary school, many of them, kids are being offered drugs?
1: But they, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Drugs mm. is everywhere. It doesn't discriminate between, right, we're inside of a schoolyard and we're outside of a schoolyard. A couple of years ago, we heard about situations where drugs were being dealt outside of the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's happening everywhere. So, it's not a case of one particular school. It's in every school. It's just not known whether it's in every school.
0: Stay there for a second. Well, I'll go to Frank as well. Uh, Frank, are you doing? I've been listening to what Mary says. I couldn't disagree with a word she said. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, listened to her. I mean, should sure. we be talking to young children about drugs, but uh, in an age-appropriate manner?
5: Oh, well, of course. Children should be subjected. No, to be brought to prisons and brought to people who suffered. The people that's actually. Um, suffering from the effective drugs, they will then on a them, mm-hmm. and they'll show them a way to go with it. They won't go down that path. I,
0: I, 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 think, I think you know those kind of tours, maybe as you're talking about, you know, to, to rehab centres or whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, that would be more for secondary school, wouldn't
5: it? It would, yeah, I'd say, yeah. Uh, of yeah. course. But what I, what the, the, the biggest fallout I see about it is when the, the children just doing the drugs, running, running for people with drugs, they end up taking drugs. Yep. And the devastation they cause on the streets is actually astronomical, like it, to their own lives yep. and the people around them. Without the people even knowing it or the person that's actually ingesting the drugs, the young people, because their bodies on a farm properly to, to take this kind of uh, thing, they causes a brain storm. So they kind of lash out and they're found, probably the following day inside in prisons or a lot of them. Uh, well, sadly, most people who end up in jail
0: drug. usually start out on drugs. And we've spoken to many people who have ended up That's, heroin yeah. addicts but and they tell us they started at the young age, 12, right. 13. You know but what I mean? I think,
5: think the heavy drugs in particular, like the, the the other drugs, the weed and stuff, doesn't seem to do that much when you sedate them in common haven't said that, you couldn't legalise it. Because if we legalise something... That's the day it's people. The reactions are slower.
0: Well, it's, 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 it's going down the rocky road, up. isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, the, the yeah. epidemic at the moment, according to Archbishop Dermot Farrell and many others, by the way, not just Archbishop yeah. Dermot Farrell, is cocaine. Cocaine yeah. seems to be the, jug, the drug of choice. Yeah, um, yeah. And but, it's crack cocaine, yeah.
5: Yeah, but basically, like, you know, this hasn't been brought in by the poor neighbourhoods at all. Yeah, it's brought in by the rich people. Of course, Who abandoned yeah. it now and made their money and they've gone into to sunnier pastures, you know, into the yeah. sailed into the sunset. But having said that, like, recrimination is no good, like, because there's a way of life there, even for the people that, that, that went into drugs, like you identified yourself. I mean, we,
0: just very quickly, because I don't have much time, but when you were in school, uh, Frank, yeah, I don't know when you were 13 or 14 years of age, I don't know what age right. you are now, but, yeah. but, but when you were in school, were you offered drugs?
5: Never seen a drug in my life. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. I wasn't
0: offered drugs in school. No. Mary, were you ever offered drugs <laughs> <No>. in school?
1: No. <laughs> No, the biggest drug when we were going to school was the cigarette, and that was <laughs> yeah. the, the robbing the bus or your mum's ashtray. That was probably the biggest drug we ever heard. Of. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it was. I was kind
0: of eighteen or nineteen before I was introduced to, to you know, hash, and you know, you had to go off to a special pub or somebody in a special pub to get a bit of that if you wanted that. So it was never in the school. Listen, guys and girls, I've run out of time. Frank, thank you very much indeed, and Mary for your input as well.